Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first Upward Bound UV Pointers podcast. I'm your host, Jessica. And today for our very first podcast, we are having Judy and Jeff on as our guests um, because a lot of us don't really get to hang out with them as much as our TAs and things like that. So um, I thought our first podcast, it would be good to just have them on so we could just talk and hang out and get to know each other a little bit better. So um, I asked you guys, um, our fellow Upward Bounders, to um, ask some questions uh, for Judy and Jeff. So we'll get to those in a minute. Um, I also included some of my own. But um, so first, we are going to introduce our guests. So Judy, we'll go with you first. If you can give me your name, your position at Upward Bound, like what do you do? I mean, I know you do a lot, but um, just like the basics of what you do. Mm-hmm. And then just a boring fact about you. Okay, well, I'm Judy. I'm the director of the Upward Bound program. So my role is um, a lot of the administrative aspects of the program, like the grant, making sure we're in compliance with our grant and federal regulations, um, making sure that we're doing everything, like we have required services we have to do, making sure that we're doing that and um, are we planning our activities and events, um, helping with that, coming up with ideas with that budget, budgeting, that's like the least favorite part of my job is like the budget. Um, but fortunately we have money to do what we need to do. So it's not like we're sitting here trying to figure out how to cut corners this year. So that's good. Um, so yeah, a lot of the administrative stuff, supervising staff, going to a lot of meetings, planning the big picture kinds of things. So um, I really miss student contact sometimes. Other times I'm, I'm okay, not having that so it depends on the day so yeah because uh, when well we're going to get to this later but when you started you started working for Upward Bound as a um, the academic coordinator yeah. yep so a lot more student interaction which I loved and did it for um, a lot but you know as I get older and further away in age from the students um, I don't necessarily um, mind not having <laughs> student contact <laughs> sometimes <laughs> so did you say I was supposed to talk about a boring fact about me yeah um, so the next part is just uh, what's a boring fact about you okay well a boring fact about me is that right now the the gloss on the paint of my car is like peeling and it's super annoying me and I I don't know what to do (laughs) I don't know what to do about it (laughs) yeah so I have a lot of other boring facts but I'll stick with that one (laughs) okay Jeff your turn Hey everybody, um, Jeff Christensen. Uh, I'm the advisor and program specialist with Upward Bound. Uh, On October 24th, I believe, will be my four years with the program. And by far, it's been my favorite job. Um, I kind of have two roles uh, within the office. Um, One is the advising piece. And that kind of goes with, you know, like what I went to school for, for my master's in higher education and student advising and things like that. And then I also um, do um, 
I'm the program specialist and that's a lot of like the office and administrative things. And that kind of fits with like my bachelor's degree that I had in business. And I think we'll talk about maybe that stuff later, but um, I love my job because I get the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, I get to interact and do things with students and, and do workshops. Um, in the past, I was a financial aid advisor um, for, you know, I worked in financial aid like about seven years, even more if you factor in when I was a, a college student. And um, I really like the student interaction and helping students figure out their financial aid and, and, and applications and stuff for college. Um, and then as far as office things goes, um, you know, I do like technology. So I like, um, you know, doing things with our Facebook account, updating our website, updating forms, doing flyers for events and things like that, creating registration forms and, uh, you know, um, posting videos and stuff like that. So uh, a boring fact about me, uh, let's see. Uh, recently, I've been getting into making um, uh, bracelets. I really like crystals and gemstones, so I've been using um, those to make them, and it's been a lot of fun. If you need any thread for bracelets, I have a ton. So awesome! Thank let you. me. I have so much thread and embroidery <laughs> thread, and because I was really into making bracelets for a while too, and I have beads. I have bracelets. I have like little clasp thingy. Yeah. I, have I just got another shipment today from Amazon and that's <laughs> dangerous when you can just click and buy stuff. So I know. Um. <laughs> Tell me about it. I got another like box of stuff. And then now that wedding time's getting closer, I have like a bunch of little ideas for like cute pictures. I want Olivia, my photographer to take. So I got like a blanket and then I'm going to put Mr. and Mrs. on it and it's going to be all cute. And it's just, <laughs> Amazon's very dangerous during quarantine for me. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So I'll go, I guess, too. So my name is Jessica. I am the academic coordinator. Um, I have been with the Upper Bowen program, I like to say, for like about 13 years because I was a student first and then I interned and now I'm here. So we can talk about that. Um, more later when we say how you get into the career career wise but um, mm -hmm. yeah most of you already all know my story because you know I bring it up a lot <laughs> but um, yeah so what's a boring fact about me um, I think gnomes like garden gnomes let me show you real quick okay like gnomes like like this he's cute because you can't see his eyes but if I could see their eyes all of a sudden they're terrifying to me <laughs> and I'm just like like full-on like phobia of gnomes where you can see their eyes because I think it's the um that effect where it just looks too human and then it's just real creepy like <laughs> so whatever that is I don't remember what that's called but yeah so okay now we can get into the nitty gritty like questions that um, our students and alumni asked. Um, I didn't get too many, um, but it is the first podcast and stuff. So I figured, you know, I was expecting that. So I added a couple in there that I thought <laughs> our students would like to know about and whoever else might listen to this. So um, the first one, like I said, we were gonna talk about, um, how did you get to where you are? Hmm. career wise I put in there but just to narrow it down but um 
you know, I think a lot of our students just see us as uh, the administrative staff and the staff that are like <laughs> telling them what to do and laying down the rules. But um, I think letting them know like our struggles and how we got to where we are. And we did live a college experience. We had this <laughs> whole thing. So it was a little different seeing as there wasn't a uh, pandemic during when we were starting or in high school. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of want to talk about how you got to where you are because I think that's an interesting um, story because I've learned some of them. So Judy, why don't you go first? Okay, um, when I was in high school, um, I thought I wanted to be like a guidance counselor like for elementary school students. Um, I did a lot of babysitting. I babysat my way through high school and college for, for money. So I always wanted to work with little kids and I wanted to be a guidance counselor. And then when I did some research into it, I started college as a sociology major and I knew I was gonna have to go on and get a master's degree. But then at the time to be a, a guidance counselor in schools, you had to have an education and teaching experience. And I was already not on the track for teaching, like just long story short, getting a teacher certification takes a lot of planning ahead. So, and I didn't have that. So I like, okay, so what's the next best thing that I could kind of get And that was school social work. So then that was kind of the plan I was kind of thinking about. And then my advisor one year um, said, well, you have a lot of experience working with young, young kids on your resume. So maybe it would be helpful for you to get some experience working with teenagers just to make yourself look a little bit more well-rounded for like when you apply to grad school and bottle. So um, I saw a, an opening for um, a residence health counselor with this little federally funded program called Upward Bound. So I'm like, I don't really want to work with teenagers. They suck. They're all like mean and, you know, <laughs> don't listen and whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll like, I can handle six weeks of my life. I can, I can power through it. And little did we know with 30 years later, <laughs> I would still be with Upward Bound. So um, I guess you just never really know when an experience or something is gonna chip you into off into another direction that you didn't think you'd ever be in. So that would be my advice is just take advantage of opportunities because you never know where it's gonna lead you career-wise. Yeah. No, I I was in the program and Judy was in my position. And I remember when I was there, I mean I was one of those students that is like very um didn't do what I was told. Teenagery, yeah. Teenager. Yeah, I was very teenagery. <laughs> like if you can picture the classic, like defiant teenager, that was me. And poor Judy and everybody in Upper Brown had to deal with me. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to school visits. I didn't do what I was supposed to do because I was like, whatever, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> and <laughs> but um, I did find Upper Brown to be very. Um, impactful on my life in a lot of ways that I didn't think it would be mm -hmm. and um, so I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Upward Bound mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for people like Judy believing in me that I did have potential so um, yeah I appreciate Judy's 30 years <laughs> of service. <laughs> Well, and I also, you're a classic example of how I have to remind myself about delayed gratification, because really at the time, sometimes when we're dealing with students, it's like, you just want to do the, like, this head slap, like, what are we doing? Nothing's working. And then like, when you get to where like, you are like, what if I have thought when you were 15, that you'd be sitting here as an upward bound staff, I would have been like, are you nuts? I will no, bet, mm -mm. I would bet like a <laughs> hundred thousand dollars that that wouldn't happen. And here we are. You know? So that's, 
that's part of the really cool thing about Upward Bound too. It's like, I always have to tell myself, you know, when you're 15, 16, you, you can't let that define your whole life. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> so we'll have Jeff go next. Okay. He's ready. All right. So yeah, I guess I always knew I wanted to go to college. My parents didn't go to college. And I, you know, I was the first person in my family out of all my cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents. And it was, um, I don't know, my parents always talked about it. And I just was a, a student that knew I wanted to do that. Uh, in high school, I took a lot of business classes, I, I knew I was already going to major in business. And, uh, you know, I took every business class that uh, Wapaka High School offered me, and I, I really liked that. And so I went off to college um, at Lakeland, Uni uh, Lakeland University. At the time, it was called Lakeland College. It's a small private school, about 600 students um, out, uh, outside of Sheboygan County. And uh, yeah, so my first uh, experience uh, with a with a job aside from like high school jobs was working in the financial aid office at the university um, I went to. Uh, like I said, I wanted to major in business and I knew that working in an office um, was gonna be important. I had aspirations to like be a, um, a financial planner or uh, I had interests in the stock market and becoming like a stockbroker and things like that. So um, things on the business and finance end. And also I thought that by working in the financial aid office office that, um, you know, there would be some ties there, you know, talking with people about money and stuff like that. Um, and so I always tell my students that it's important to get a work study job on campus and to try to maybe find something in the area that you are going into. Um, you know, little did I know that I would also like working with students. So it, it fit my job currently fits in now, you know, where I get to still kind of, um, you know, work with money as Upward Bound, um, we have a grant and I help Judy with maintaining finances and, and keeping um, record of all of our expenses and stuff, but I also still have that student interaction. Uh, so that's what really kicked it off. You know, I, I interned um, with Northwestern Mutual uh, in college and I, um, I found that I didn't like selling life insurance to people and I wasn't a good salesperson <laughs> and that wasn't a good route for me in the business world. Um, today, I think I'd probably do better because I'm a little bit more outgoing than I used to be. I was really shy then. So, um, but the one thing I, you know, you never, it's always hard to, uh, envision where you're going to end up working you know when you have a major that you're working on you never know where you could that could lead you um see I like the business aspect but I still get to work in upward bounds so you can you know don't put limits on yourself as to where you think you might fit in because I still get my businessy um aspect in, in this job and and you wouldn't think upward bound has any of that so um, uh, later on, I, I went back and got my master's at UW-Milwaukee, and I got it in higher education administration. And so basically, that's, basic, that's basically college administration, um, working in um, college offices in different departments. So, um, you know, I, I worked in various different universe, universities in the financial aid office. And, um, you know, I, um, I, I had a, one of the schools I worked at was closing. Um, it was like a massage therapy and veterinary school and uh, there was an opening in Upward Bound and so um, I thought you know I was a little scared because it was out of my norm I was used to working in financial aid and so but I was like this looks like a lot of fun and here I am four years later so um, 
both Jeff and Jessica, I want to say when they first started Upward Bound, they both started in October. And it was right around when we were just about to go on college visits. Both of you had to jump on the bus, like literally jump on the bus running, like yeah. Yeah. First, <laughs> first day, not knowing any students. So you guys are very brave with that and jumped right in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was scared of high school students too, because they were way different than that. Because I had been dealing mm -hmm. with college students and mm -hmm. they all had more energy and stuff. And I was scared of you mm -hmm. all first. Yeah. Uh, but now I realize that um, you all are really fun to work with. So yeah, I uh, worked with every age that you can think of and um well I don't think I worked with the elderly that much so maybe not them but that whole spectrum <laughs> from like birth <laughs> to college adult level um and uh teenagers are great because you guys are like right in that middle where you guys are not like fully adults yet and you're still trying to figure out the world and yourself but you're also not so little that I have to make sure you don't put toys in your mouth. <laughs> or they know how to, or they know how to zip up their own coats, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's like certain things that I get, to, you know, and I love working with teenagers because you guys are discovering your place right now. And like, you'll have multiple times where you're trying to figure out what you want to do and it'll change. Um, because I know for me, I guess I can just jump into um, mine is I always wanted to do something in psychology and I knew that like the brain fascinated me but I always went back and forth with what I wanted to do so I went to high school at SPASH and um, like I told Judy I was a or you guys I was not the best student in the world um, all the way up until senior year where I looked around and I was like I don't want to be living like this I don't want to be like living with my mom the rest of my life I don't want to do this <laughs> and the only way I can get out of here is if I go to college so um me and my ACT score of uh I think it was 14 um <laughs> applied to college <laughs> and um we ended up getting into some two-year school because I really wanted to go to UWSP um because Upward Bound was there and I knew it and um, my other school of choice was Marshall University in West Virginia, but um, yeah, there was no way I was getting in there with my <laughs> ACT score of 14 and like horrible grades up until senior year. So um, there were some two-year school options, thank goodness, for the UWS system, and I found an itty-bitty school in the middle of nowhere in southern Wisconsin called UW-Richland Center, and now I think it's called UW-Platteville at Richland. Um, but it was the small little two-year school. Um, I kind of call it like a transition college, I guess, is what I like to think of it as. So for people that, you know, if you're like worried because you didn't do that well in high school and you need smaller classes, especially in like math and things like that, because I'm horrible at math, <laughs> that's what really tanked my ACT score. Um, so yeah, it was really nice because there were, my classes maybe had like 15 people in them at most. And that was an introductory level class. <laughs> so um, normally in classes where you would have like a whole lecture hall filled with students, I had 15 in my class. So um, that shows you how small it was. Um, and I think somewhere around 30% of the population of students were all international students. 
So I got to know people from all over the world, which was really cool. Um, but the first time I drove into Richland Center, we drove in on the wrong side of town where it was just factories. <laughs> so I got to the hotel and I cried and I cried because I thought I was a failure and I, now I have to go to school in Factoryville and I was never going to be happy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> then we got to the dorms and it's beautiful. It's like on this hill and your dorms are there and then the school is right across the right across the street so you just walk across the street and you're at school so you didn't even really need a car um and it was the most amazing experience I have had um in college and um so I'm really happy that actually happened and then I was able to transfer to UW Stevens Point and I continued on with my psychology <laughs> um and I was convinced I was going to be a counselor and then I had my um, like biology class. And then I was convinced I was gonna be a neurobiologist. And then I realized I hate lab work. <laughs> so then I was back to um, being a, you know, a counselor. And then I had my parapsych um, um, psychopharmacology class, which is just the science of drugs and the brain. And then I was convinced I was gonna be going in that field. And then I realized that I missed years of chemistry and stuff that I needed to do that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. So then I was back <laughs> in counseling and I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. And then I uh, took my first intro to counseling class and I hated it. I hated it because not because of like the counseling and working with people, it was um, just the way that it was taught and like I always felt like there's like manipulation in it almost which is not true but we all, we had to practice each different form of psychology mm. and like counseling and each one had things that I didn't really like about it and some things I did like about it when then all the way at the end they say hey like most counselors make up their own anyways and just use multiple and but I didn't really want to do that I just didn't like it um because I don't like being talked to like a counselor talks to people because I know what they're doing so I don't like it um but yeah so then I decided I didn't want to do that but I found a passion in helping people I've always had that passion and um then during one of my internships I was introduced to a group called the hunger and poverty prevention partnership and I learned all about the poverty and all everything going on, um, you know, in Stevens Point and Portage County. Um, and then I realized that I just really wanted to help people <laughs> get to resources. Um, so then um, I ended up working, I was working at Boys and Girls Club all through college while I was at Stevens Point. Um, I loved that job. I loved everything about that job, um, except for the fact that I couldn't live off of the pay. <laughs> So um, then I worked for CAP Services for a couple of years, which is um, a community action agency. So I was helping those people like find resources and I was actually helping them pay for schooling. So I was helping them um, figure out where they wanted to go to school and, you know, what they wanted to do with their lives. Um, and then I didn't like the way certain things were run there. So I had to leave. 
Um, and I was looking for jobs, but not like actively looking because it wasn't like that bad, but like I was kind of still looking. And then Maggie told me, <laughs> my sister, that some of you know, um, she was working as an RA and she told me that um, there might be a position opening up at Upward Bound. So I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I need to know when that goes up. I need to apply. I want to apply. I've always wanted to do that. And now here I am. So that was like a long-winded story, but um, <laughs> if anybody has questions while I'm on school visits, feel free to ask. But there's a lot of things that happened in the middle there that I just <laughs> glanced over. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I didn't start at the top of my class. I wasn't the best student, and, but I still ended up here. So, and eventually I'll get my master's degree. I just don't know which one to choose yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do all of them, but I don't have a million dollars. yeah so I think at this point I'm gonna just take a quick break to remind everybody um of some events that we have have events coming up so um we have our school visits they're every Thursday um you can find the links and everything that you need to on our website um this uh, Thursday that we're recording so this is the 6th of October um, or 6th of October today so the Thursday would be the 8th that one would be Wisconsin Rapids and then the next Thursday would be the 15th and that would be uh, Northern Schools so first Thursday of every month is going to be Stevens Point Area Schools um, the second Thursday of every month is going to be Wisconsin Rapids Schools and then the fifth, the third week, third Thursday of every month is going to be up north schools. So you guys all got the schedule and everything. Um, we also have two different time slots to help you guys out so you're able to get in. Um, we have a four to five and we have an eight to nine and all of that is in your canvas. Um, and then, yeah, so that's what we have. And we also have a discussion question. So if you can't make it to any of those, you still have to let me know um and then you can um um log in and do that discussion question um our next announcement uh jeff could talk a little bit more about the college visits and who we're going to be seeing yeah so i'm really excited that uh we can still visit some colleges even while we're not allowed to um, attend them in person. So um, we got some pretty much VIP access with some uh, college admissions people at four different colleges and universities. So um, at these at these virtual visits, um, the, the universities are gonna send admissions reps from those schools to talk one-on-one with you guys, which is uh, really cool. There won't be anybody else but upward bound students from our program. So uh, this Thursday is gonna be the first one at 6 p.m. That's the 8th, and it's from UW-Superior. Then next week, Thursday, it'll be UW-Platteville, which is the 15th. Um, The 22nd Thursday, um, again, all of these are at 6 p.m. We have Marquette University. I'm really excited to have Marquette because they're a really hard school to get to visit in person. In the four years that I've worked in Upward Bound, we haven't been to that campus. So this is one of the top tier schools that are pretty selective. And so for you guys to get one-on-one access with an admissions person is, is gonna be good for you. And then on Thursday, the last one, October 29th, we'll have UW-Whitewater. Um, 
and so that was one of the schools we were supposed to visit last spring. So I'm really excited. Again, we have Superior, Platteville, Marquette, which is a private school in Milwaukee, and um, UW-Whitewater. So um, I really hope everybody can make those. I really especially those juniors that will be picking colleges next year when we apply for colleges um, so yeah we also have our tutoring every monday from seven to nine all this is in canvas and guess what everybody you get to earn money for doing all this kind of stuff so it's an easy yeah. 40 it's an easy easy 40 dollars like if somebody said all i had to do was do this for 40 bucks i would do it yes so just remember you guys do get stipends for these things so um, I know it's a lot and you have to deal with all these changes and um, I've heard from some of your schedules are all over the place so you may have issues like remembering certain things um, but that's what we're here for and that's what your tutors are here for so if you go to tutoring um, they are more than willing to help you figure out your schedule and don't be embarrassed or anything either because you know it's really difficult to study online as it is but to have to do a hybrid of classes like all of a sudden out of nowhere and you weren't prepared for it, that's a whole different thing. And um, your tutors are, are um, college students, so they're dealing with the same thing. So um, I would talk to them if you have any concerns. Otherwise, you could talk to me. My favorite thing to do is schedule things. So I can definitely help you set up a successful you know, plan. So just let me know. Yeah, we can do a, a plug for tutor.com too. Like if that Monday night's not working for you, we can set you up with a tutor.com account and that could be anytime you want to use it. So um, I think Jeff, you can contact Jeff or Jessica about that. Yep, yep, and a lot of you already have accounts made, so you may need a refresher on what your login stuff is. Yep. And then the last one is a fun one. Um, it's completely optional, um, but it's a poetry club that Heidi, who was one of our TAs over the summer, she will be running that with her club that she has at UWSP. So um, they will be doing a bunch of different activities together. Um, it's way more fun than I could explain <laughs> what kind of fun it would be. Um, but it's not just sitting around being like, oh, I'm going to write a poem about you know springtime yes no it's, it's <laughs> actual like fun activities um i promise and you guys could um even like get published if we have enough students that participate we'll publish like a little book that you guys can give to your family friends and just have for yourself completely free to you so don't yeah so it's a fun opportunity and i think you guys should definitely partake in that i would if i was a student but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then we're gonna go right back into questions. So um, it's uh, another sort of serious question. These are kind of like college related questions. Um, this one is, what's the biggest mistake you see first year college students make? Mm. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Keeping with the trend of what we're doing here. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, I think it's a tie. Um, honestly, like time management, I think is always a huge one. People don't necessarily, because you have, you might not have class, you might have one whole day and then during the week you don't have any class. So you're like, who, what am I going to do? And um, you still have to do readings and, you know, study and research. So I think some students like mismanage that at first 
you know, because um, they have a lot of time that's just their own and nobody's telling them, why aren't you in class? Why aren't you doing this? So I think I see a lot of students struggle with that. Um, the other one is, um, is students trying to have the social life like re replicate a social life like they see in college students having in movies. Um, like I've had students that I've like, hey, how's college going? Well, it's not what I thought it was gonna be. Well, what do you mean? Well, when you see in the movies, they're all going to these parties and spring breaks and it's like, okay, yeah, that could be a small part of college, but it's like, if you're trying to replicate that, probably it's not very healthy for one thing and you're- <laughs> it's No, it's not. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And second of all, in the movies, you never see them go to class or studying, right? Like they might have a 10 second scene where they're sitting in class, but it's usually something here. And it's like the, the parties and all that, like, you know, crazy stuff that you see them doing. I'm like, that could be a part of college. I mean, it wasn't for me. I wasn't like in, because I'm an introvert and I just don't like that kind of scene anyway. But, um, but I think it's unrealistic for you to think that it's, it's going to be, you know, party all the time. So. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. My my first campus, UW Richmond, was a dry campus, so you couldn't even drink on campus, um, and um, a lot of people didn't like that, so they would just sneak stuff in. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> um, I never really partied in college, and a lot of people don't believe that because I was the kind of teenager that you would think would do all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like Judy, I didn't, I didn't really like frat guys or that whole scene, I thought it was very- um, Fake, I thought it was fake. superficial and fake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was like a cult and I pick mm -hmm. on Maggie for it because Maggie was in a um, sorority and I called it a cult because of all the stuff that they had to do and it was mm -hmm. all ritualistic and I always thought it was, I just picked on her for it. But um, yeah, it just wasn't my scene and I like Judy was very introverted. So um, I never really, minded just staying in my dorm <laughs> so I did go out and do things but it was with a small group of people so um, yeah um but I I think the biggest mistake students can make is um not sticking up for yourself I guess um I got and not being like an advocate for yourself um, the first time I ever got like really bullied was in college because um, I didn't like the fact that there were drunk guys in our, um, the girls side of the dorm and like two in the morning, um, which I think is a very reasonable thing to be upset about. <laughs> um, and a lot of other people thought so too, but nobody spoke up except for me. So I got the brunt of the backlash. Um, but also just don't be afraid to like ask professors for help or to make a study group or um, like students, I guess, at least when I was in high school, didn't really talk to the teachers that much, like via email and stuff like that. At least I didn't. Um, and I think that um, in college, it's a lot different because they're professors. So you can be like, hey, I'm having, you know, some professors are way more strict. So you got to kind of figure that out. But um, I had a lot of professors that if I was like having a bad day or something, or like if I was really sick and needed an extension on something, like I could ask for an extension. Doesn't mean that they're going to give it to you, but then at least they know, you know, or if you're having like a really hard time at home for whatever reason, you know, you can email your professor and be like, listen, 
you know, I might need some extra help here, or I forgot this thing or this thing, or I might miss class because of this. And they'll be happy that you're just communicating with them. So um, yeah, it's just communicate with teachers and advocate for yourself if, you know, something's going on, um, or if you don't know something, ask for help. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing to ask for help. And it's not a bad thing to fail either, because a lot of students, um, will start college and they were great in high school, right? Like straight A's and then they get to college and everything's different and then they do bad on a test and then they just go like downward spiral from there. And it's not the end of the world. <laughs> college is harder and um, you just need to allow yourself to fail because that's the main part of the learning process is failing. So, um, and retrying and figuring out what you can do better. So don't, like get down on yourself and just don't give up either so good advice yes yeah some good points jessica i think we don't talk about like alcohol or partying sometimes because it's like you know that's not what you know we don't that's not what college is about but those are things you may encounter too so i think it's important to be real with our students and talk about that stuff so that's that was really um that was good. Um, yeah, so what might maybe my thing is going to maybe take an academic turn and I talk about it with um, the seniors in our college readiness class over the summer. Um, but I think a lot of students don't know how to not navigate college homework because you're in a different learning environment. So in high school, you you have like your seven to eight, your, like six to eight classes um, with like a study hall and you're there from, you know, eight to three or whatever. And then in college, um, you'll have five classes a semester and it may be two of them are on Monday, Tuesday, and then, or uh, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, and then three of them are on um, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and then you might have Fridays off. And so uh, that's a whole nother thing uh, to manage yourself. And if you're not, if you're not a student that um, practices time management or like sets a schedule for yourself, it, that may be different um, because it's not, it's not just, uh, you know, the same thing every day. And then like, I remember thinking back to when I was a freshman in college, uh, I got, you know, I had always kind of been a B or A student, mostly A student. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I got a few C's my first semester in college and I was a little scared because uh, that wasn't me, but I think it was because it took me that semester of, of trying to figure out to learn in this new environment. I had, like I said, I, my parents didn't go to college and I had no expectation of what homework or things were gonna be looking like and so um, I wasn't fully prepared for that. But, you know, eventually I stuck with it. And, you know, um, once I got into the swing of things, it was better. So don't be afraid if, you know, your grades may fall um, from what they normally are that first semester. I remember uh, taking international business my first semester. And like we were assigned, we met, we met um, two days a week or no, three days a week. It was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we would get assigned like three chapters every night that we would have to read for the next thing. And that's what like what the syllabus said. And, you know, that was like a, over 100 pages. And I was like, what the heck? How am I supposed to keep up? And um, I was stressing over like making sure I read every little piece out of that textbook. And so like I needed to learn to to skim read and highlight the pieces, you know, read like the main pieces and really focus on the intro and the conclusion and then some of the, the vocab words and that 
they that they highlighted um because you know there was no way i was going to master all three chapters in one day you know you know let alone you know you know six to nine chapters a week so uh if anybody has that experience you know you, you know it's it that's common and you're not always expected to read every single thing like it's assigned to you yeah Hold on, sorry. We got some dogs in the background, sounds like. <laughs> All we need now is for Jeff's cats to walk across. Yeah. And meow, yeah. And they're not very the, loud, though, so. Uh, well, no, but Jessica's dogs could see Jeff's cats, and then that would be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I could bring I'm the back. snails. You might, yeah. <laughs> you might hear them, but um, yeah, they're barking because the male's here, and they don't like the mailman, so. Um, <laughs> That's working from home for you. Yeah, um, but they the, the male lady brings them treats though, so I don't know why they whatever I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, all right, moving on. Um, what is a common myth that you find in college, like about college in general? A myth. Hmm. Um, I think. Like in my opinion, this is one um, where students um, learn or somehow buy into the myth that you can't get a job out of college unless you major in something like specific and tangible. Like you gotta be in education and teaching or business and accounting. Like I wanna get a job, like boom. So like if I have a passion for psychology or philosophy, that's great, but I'm not gonna be able to get a job. So I think you have to approach college as you want to be a well-informed, how, how to be a critical thinker, and um, yes, all that, like, have a broad range of knowledge, and if you want to just think about, oh, I want to be able to have a job, like, something that I can apply, like, students will be like, well, what do I have to take, like, gen eds, like, what do I have to take uh, religious studies that has nothing to do with anything, because it makes you a well-rounded, knowledgeable person and learn about people other than yourself and critical thinking and blah, blah, blah. So I think like one of the myths is I have to major in something tangible. And sometimes students look at that and they, they, they major in something because I think it's going to get them a job when it's not really where their greatest assets and skills or interests might be. Like if you have a passion for philosophy, we can help you figure out what you can do with a career. And there's lots of resources on a college campus to help you figure out what you can do with that. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I think one of the main myths is. Well, you stole my myth, but oh, that's no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's one um, I always think of too. Yeah. So uh, the biggest one, yeah, like Judy said, is um, my my favorite part of this job is getting students to realize their passions and how they can turn that passion into a career. Because, like Judy said, you can't like you can't just you know pick a career because it's easy um my fiance did that but that's just because he ended up getting a job that he was good at and ended up liking otherwise he probably would have changed majors but um yeah he you know he just went and he looked in the book and he was like oh yeah computers that'll work and I'll make money at that and then that's what he did um 99.9% of the time that does not work because you don't want to be stuck behind a desk one day and you're like I don't like this and then you're like stuck in that job or 
then you have to like switch careers, which is a lot harder than switching majors. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just like Jeff said earlier, like getting a work study job in a place that you're interested in is a great opportunity to see if that's something you want to do. Um, so, or an internship. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great opportunity. And internships don't have to be paid to be a good experience either. So. I guess with my myth, uh, since I worked in financial aid, maybe I'll take it in that way. I've, I always see a lot of myths as far as people coming in thinking what financial aid is. Um, I think um, some people think that, hey, I'm low income, I'm going to get lots of grants and I'm not going to have to take out any loans. And usually that's false. Um, even low income people now are having to use some sort of student loans. And, uh, you know, when people say financial aid, they think it's just grants and scholarships or free money, but that does include student loans. So um, that's a common thing that I, I saw when I was a financial aid advisor. They're like, wait, why do I have to take out loans? I'm getting financial aid. And then I would have to say, well, yes, you are getting financial aid. Student loans are part of the financial aid package. So, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that um, because of the cost of education that, you know, even if you do get grants and if you don't get grants, you're going to have to take out loans either way, probably. Um, and and sometimes if, if you go to a local tech school and live at home, then you may get by without it. Um, but in most circumstances, there will be loans involved. 100% agree. We hear that a lot in this business. <laughs> but students yeah. think, um, well, yeah. They think, oh, I'm just gonna get um, all this free money, or why? Why did my financial aid not cover everything? It's well because financial aid's a bridge; and it's not necessarily gonna cover everything. So, yeah, and I know that a lot of parents too are very scared of the word loan, mm-hmm. and um, I like to think that it's an investment. So, like, you know, I it's it's what it is. You're investing, like, you invest in a house, you invest in a car invest in your education like so you can you know because you're going to be able to pay that loan off is what the whole idea is here (laughs) um and pretty much everybody that I know that went to college has to pay loans off and that's just like that's like as common as people having a mortgage at this point like it's just oh yeah I have to pay that off so um some people get lucky and don't have any but you know, that's because they spent a lot of time finding a bunch of scholarships and all this other stuff. So if you really don't want any loans, you really have to work and find scholarships and things like that, where you won't need as many loans. (laughs) But um, yeah, there's also programs if you go into um, um, a nonprofit or another service, I think there's a couple other different ones um, that you can get your loans forgiven. So then you won't even have to worry about paying. I know Jeff and I are working on getting that <laughs> right now. <laughs> you have to be working for, I think, like, how many years is it? Ten. Ten years in, like, a nonprofit or something. So we're working on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> nonprofit or government agency, you can get loan yeah. forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's So great. I'm on the lowest payment plan you can do. Like, I'm paying the very bare minimum just to qualify that payment. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Me too. So there are ways, too. It's not like the end all be all and loans aren't bad because also if you show that you're paying them off, you know, that's a good sign, especially mm-hmm. on your credit score, but mm-hmm. just getting into a whole other can of worms that 
maybe yeah. we can do a different podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, like, we tell students, and Jeff mentioned this at our FAFSA workshops this week, you know, your education is an investment in yourself. It will not depreciate. It's like one of the few things, like you buy a car, it depreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot. Your education is only going to pay off for you as you go. So you have to think about it in terms of, um, you know, delayed gratification. And I know that's really hard for a lot of Americans. <laughs> they want stuff right now. So um, it's think about it in terms of investment in yourself. So. Mm -hmm. um, then going into financial aid, this is our last like serious question, but um, so one of our alumni asked this question um, and I think Jeff will probably be the best person to answer this. Um, it says- yeah, We're kind of running out of time, so we may- Yep, yep. <laughs> If I get more money from financial aid than I need, should I keep it as a security fund or pay it back to financial aid? You know, that's that really depends on you. I can't answer that because I don't know your situations. But um, yeah, so what they're talking about is at some point your financial aid, which again includes scholarships, grants, and loans, if that exceeds how much your tuition and charges are, the college gives you a check for the difference and you can use that for living expenses. Um, you know, uh, you know, if you're working part-time and you have a work-study job, uh, you could, you probably have enough money uh, to get by where you don't, you know, you don't have any major expenses. You're not going to have to pay for food usually or, or rent because you're living on campus for the most part. Um, now, if you're living off campus, maybe you might want to refund check or keep that extra money for the one one semester just in case, like you lose your job or or whatnot, just so you can keep paying rent. Uh, but keep in mind, usually if somebody's getting a refund check it's because they borrowed excess loan funds so let's say you're getting a, a refund of two thousand dollars well maybe you could go back and and reduce your one loan by two thousand or maybe you reduce it by a thousand and you that way um you you still get a refund but you've reduced it to a thousand dollars Another thing people don't know is that, you know, let's say you get a refund check from your loans for 2000 uh, and you really only need 500, you know, you could go back to the financial aid office and then tell them like, hey, I don't want this 2000. Um, I want to only keep 500 of it and they can um, make adjustments for you. And usually it's better to take it back to the financial aid office and pay it off because there's loan origination fees on your loans. So that way you actually get your fees back on the loans if you return it through the school. Um, and, and maybe, so, you know, I guess over borrowing is never the best. So I would maybe suggest maybe just doing one semester's worth of holding on to it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause remember you're paying interest on that loan um, you know, interest is occurring on any unsubsidized loans uh, while you're in school. So, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and some people don't even have that option where they can get a refund, you know, they're still short even after they've, they've gotten their full amount of loan. So um, everybody's situation is different. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Um, all right, then we just have a couple of fun questions. So I'm going to skip the color one guys. I know I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. I really want to get into the nitty gritty. Um, somebody okay. asked who is um, Judy's favorite character from Friends? And then after Judy answers that, I want to hear Jeff's favorite Pokemon, which I know will take him a long time to think of. So maybe, <laughs> maybe not. And then, so I'll have Judy go first. This is our fun last couple questions. So Okay. 
Um, I'm a Friends fanatic. If anybody has not figured that out, there's not a day goes by that I don't watch episode of Friends. I was really sad when it went off Netflix, but now it's on HBO Max. So I'm back in business. I can, <laughs> um, I can watch it when I'm, you know, home working or when I'm getting ready in the morning. And I, you know, sometimes before I go to bed, I'm like, Friends. So I even own every episode. So I probably watch every episode 300 times. Um, anyway, probably the character I identify the most with is Monica, just for her like achiever and her like OCD-ness um, with, you know, things in her house. Um, but I have to say that I think Chandler's my favorite. Um, just his sense of humor. He makes me laugh the most. His kind of witty comebacks to everything. So later seasons, I really got to appreciate Phoebe a lot more because... Early on, I thought she was kind of like too loopy loo, but now she's like funny. I like, I just like how she's like so positive about like the the worst thing could be happening around her. She'll find a way to like be positive about it. So I respect it. So yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, All right. So, and I don't watch a lot of Friends, but I think Phoebe's my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, for Pokemon, um, it's Gengar. So I grew up in the 90s when Pokemon first came out. So Gengar is one of the original 150, and I, I like the ghost-type Pokemon. <laughs> Actually, as we're sitting here, too, on my keychain, like my wallet, <laughs> I have, um, there's Ghastly, Hunter, and Gengar, which is, he's the final evolution of that that chain, for those that know what I'm talking about. So, um, Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks guys for joining me for our very first podcast. We got it out of the way. So now we kind of know how it works. So that's good. Thanks for everybody for sticking around with us. Um, Really appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys sticking with us throughout this pandemic and doing the best you can do for, you know, upward bound, even though you have a lot of other things going on. So for those of you that are participating and keeping in contact we really appreciate you guys and we care about you we're here for you so and i'm not just saying that because it's our job like that's what i was hoping you guys could get out of this like we genuinely that's our favorite part of our job is talking to you guys um i know judy and jeff did the fastba workshop last night and they were so happy because they got to work with the students again and it's just so refreshing to like see your faces and to talk to you guys so um whenever you know you get a chance um talk to us we miss you guys <laughs> so bye yeah. bye bye everybody. Well, well, well i'll talk to you again <laughs>